All right, welcome everyone back to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. Today, we have secret operative, Jim Smith. <laughs> Jim Smith, a very, very, we were just talking about the rarity of this name in America. Um, just behind Never John, anybody with this name. Just behind John Smith. Uh, I love it. Um, but no, we have to name you Jim Smith because it's, um, like you said, secret operative. And we yeah. can't really, if, if we knew your real name, you would have, I'd to, have to kill everybody and I'd then kill your listener base. <laughs> I mean, that's just, you know, I can't have that. <laughs> so security, it's a, it's a field that not many people are entering into nowadays. It's rare to find someone out there that would like to get into security. Why is that? I think that people don't really... It's not really rare, obviously. It's no, it's, it's not rare, but there's it, like there's a, a, a whole spawn of people that say I love security and trying to get into it, and I'm, they don't. They they love it because it's a hot topic, hmm. and, and that's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I like people doing this because it is a hot topic because it needs to be. Hmm. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it is all thrilling work all the time. Uh, once you've gone through some audits, you'll stop and realize that maybe this wasn't as much fun as I thought it was going to be mm. because audits are, I mean, everybody's been audited in some way, shape or form or, or processed one. It's not fun, mm. but it's necessary. It's like a bunch of my friends that wanted to become cops that actually did become cops. Some of them quit being cops. Some of them still are cops, but it's not, yep. you know, it's not just, uh, probably driving a cruiser around. No, um, although is, you might not want to do that now. Yeah, no, no, you probably wouldn't. It's not Chips uh, Patrol. Would. It's not Chips Patrol. No, you are not on a motorcycle. Uh, that's <laughs> one of the biggest things I tell people when they talk about wanting to get in this line of work is you're not going to be chasing somebody across the screen with black and green numbers falling everywhere like you're in the Matrix. Mm. That that doesn't happen. It's white. You and, might chase. It's white and black. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> The thing is, it doesn't exist like people think it does, you know, and that's that's true with most every job. But I don't ever want people to get this wrong idea that, oh, no, I'm going to I'm going to be running people down through through logs and I'm going to show up at their house because I pinged their cell phone. And I, unless you're, you know, NSA, CIA, FBI, that type of stuff, you're not going to do any of that stuff. You need to get into this because you enjoy the game of human chess, because that's all security really is. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Here's the reality. It would be fun to be the security guy that's kind of like the old SNL IT guy where you walk around the office and look over people's shoulders and you're like, what the hell are you doing? Did yes. you really just friggin' do that? Are you an idiot? That Your would password's be, hello1234, really? Come on. Is that, are that you are you really using a sticky note? to write down your password? Because if you are, <laughs> no, but if you are, congratulations, good job, because you didn't keep it on your desktop in a spreadsheet that says password. <laughs> if you keep it on a scary, oh. if you keep it on a sticky note, at least the worst that can happen is your guy sitting in the cubicle next to you can log on to your computer and just kind of really, you know, mess with you. We used to forward people's phones I'm from telecom background yep. via coffee before that. So it used to be fun to forward people's desk phones when you knew oh. the star codes. You'd forward people's like 
like their desk phone to like, this was like the new, this was like, you know, for the new guy that came in, if it was the new sales manager or something, you forward their desk phone to the, the conference room. Polycom. That's brutal. The com- I mean, I love it. The Don't conference, call, wrong, the conference room Polycom, you know, like star phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> so wrong. There's security issues I, I right there. Like, so there's an issue right there. So it, so topic number one in the security world okay. is, and I, and you, I have some notes from our initial conversation, which is security mm-hmm. has to stop being 80% tech. And I think that that's an example right there where it, there is some tech involved, but really it's all human factor. Exactly. And that's, that's what security has to boil down to because tech is going to evolve. And from that, tech is going to evolve ways to poke holes in existing tech. That's how that works. That's, that's a, a development life cycle. We see it, we go, oh, this is a flaw. We then change it. That's never going away. So what you have to do is plan for the human element behind all of these flaws, behind all of these uh, little hole pokings and whatever you want to call it. It has to be psychology. It can't be just a technical solution. There will always be a hacker that can crack your firewall. There will mm. always be somebody that can pop into and move past your your web app firewall or whatever you've got in place. There's always going to be somebody that's better than that tech. Outsmart them. Yes, not everyone can be a pen tester. That's, And I don't even know. So are you saying that that's the glory? Like, because I've had a lot of coffee this morning and I've only just taken my genius mushrooms to try and keep me on task. Genius mushrooms, I love it. Seriously, Google it on Amazon. Or can you Google Amazon? Yeah, you Google Amazon. Google Genius Mushrooms Amazon. It's got like, you know, 4.9 stars. Is that If that means anything, because we could just have a bunch of people, um, you know, go give ratings on Amazon, however that hack works now. I think they figured that out by now, though. That shouldn't be a... I would hope they have, talk about you never know. Off topic, but the... <laughs> Um, <laughs> what just happened? What were we talking about? Oh, pen testing. Yes. Yes. So not everyone can be a pen tester is what you say. We don't just walk out of, Hey, I'm going to go take some security courses. I'm going to be a pen tester. Is that the glory role? Is a, is a pen tester, the glory role in security? And before we even uh, get no. it's not. Okay, good. All right. So we answered that question. Next topic. How did you get started <laughs> and where are you now? What do you do? And, and just so people know why you're kind of a big deal. Okay, so um, well, I, I didn't know I was a big deal, but that's kind of cool. I that's said kind of. My ego. I hey, said kind of. I'll take kind of. Being <laughs> kind of is better than being none of a big deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, no, so security and that, and I'm not just talking about information security or cybersecurity, whichever buzz term you want to call it these days. Mm. That overall mindset of here are my walls. I'm going to defend them as best I can has always been a a neat concept for me. I have never been a go out, chase it down, kill it, bring it back. I have always been a, here's my line, don't cross it. Mm. And I'm going to keep you out as best I can. That's my mindset, just in general. Um, Had I been in a better physical state, then I might have gone into law enforcement or I might have gone into government work. I don't Mm. know. Mm. Uh, but that's, I've well so aged all around all that lifestyle. So. Yeah, so right. all around security. So, so Exactly. If I can save you but, from shiving someone or shiv- getting myself shivved, great. Uh, right. If I can save you from... I have that protector kind of mindset. I want to help people out and keep them from getting gotten. 
Well, I have a natural affinity toward computers. I enjoy playing with them. I enjoy working on them. I enjoy breaking them and fixing them. So the two kind of merged into my brain when I went into look for a bachelor's degree three years ago. What was your first computer? Oh, God. Uh, the first computer I remember working on was uh, a 286 running DOS like five. Nice. Yeah, it was, I had to park the hard drive before I could shut it off. If that gives you any idea. <laughs> what did, um, yeah, I really, I, I still want to do the computer museum in my house kind of speak. I bet you once I do it though, I'd get real frustrated and be like, I can't believe we used to work on these things or I, I can't. There's a computer museum down here in Georgia. Yeah. I mean, it's fun, but I mean, I want to like plays like, I don't know, some of the oh, old no, stupid games I, or something. So playing the games is fun. I go back and play Oregon Trail every now and again just to to see if I can actually They do have it. that on a handheld in Target now. Do you know that? Yep. Yeah. They also have it on that. emulators like everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you can pull it off the web, no problem. Yeah. But uh, old games, yes. Old operating systems, you couldn't pay me to run Windows 3.1 anymore. <laughs> I, I just sit in the corner and cry. Win.exe, enter. Exactly. So I that stuff, no. We're probably, I, I like we're probably losing some of my listener base. We're losing some of our listener base right now. And that's a good thing. That's why. That's know. because I never heard anything before like <laughs> seven. Uh, Wait, Windows 95. I don't understand. We're just on 11 now. Okay. So where did it grow from there? I'm just curious. Like, because back in the day, computers was like, we had computer lab, but I don't think anyone ever really took it seriously. I don't think the jobs didn't evolve right away. No one ever said, you know, you know, you should do this for a living. No, no one said um, that growing up. You got to become a doctor, a lawyer, right. you know, if you're, you know, we'll throw you to, you know, we'll throw you to trade school. If you're like one of the dropout kids, which nowadays I think everyone should be going to trade school. That's, I think that's the way of the future. I'd rather, it, those kids are probably, those are the ones that all the other guys are working for now because they've got a, a fleet of, you know, 20 plumbing trucks and they're Joe the plumber or whatever. And you know, what you've got to do is you got to have balance. And during the eighties, everybody pushed to go to a degree, a, a degree path, excuse me, so hard that the pendulum swung that way. And now we're correcting back toward trades because there's not any tradesmen left. You know, all of the, the master welders or master blacksmith or master electricians, whatever, they're all retiring off because they're in their sixties, having made a crap ton of money. And they're like, no, I'm, I'm done beating myself up, but there's a way to replace them. No, no so one wants to back work. Trades. No one wants to work now. And it's impossible for me to find an electrician. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like they only want to come if the job's a thousand dollars or more. And I totally feel them, feel them. It's, I get it. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, if I need someone to, it's again, side topic, but I, I went to go snake the toilet the other day and the snake didn't work. And because my kids flushed like a, matchbox car down the toilet or something. No, yep. I, you know what it was? You know, here's what I, I found it. It was a water bottle. It was a crushed up water bottle. Some what? kid actually put a water bottle. I would say like your typical Nestle small drinking water, mm -hmm. water bottle that you buy, decided to crush that up and, and, and flush the toilet. And obviously it didn't flush down. So they took the end of the plunger and try to ram it down the hole and then the toilet just kept said no 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so water was trickling by, you'd plunge it for like 15 minutes. You'd be like, oh, okay, the water got out and like you'd flush it and the water would come right up to the edge and then it would slowly sleep down through, which is going through. I'm like, what the heck did my kids do? You know? And I got the metal snake the old school and I'm ramming right. it down there and it's all the way down. And I know that I'm getting it through, but not working. I was like, I don't know what they put down here. It's either getting, I'm thinking matchbox car. Cause that was the last time this happened. Call Joe, the plumber. Oh uh, yeah. It's uh, going to be uh, $60 for the trip charge. And then 60 bucks for my guy. So 120 bucks for the, the trip charge to diagnose. And then we'll go from there. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you did everything. We're going to have to pull the toilet. So it's $340 to pull the toilet. And I'm thinking to myself, I could just go down to Home Depot and buy a brand new toilet and kick you guys out of here and rip that toilet off myself and put a brand new toilet on. Like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, well, sorry. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I would go pound sand, get out of here. Good job, Joe the plumber. Um, <laughs> congratulations, you know, you're rich. That's, that's what's going on right now. Yep. So yeah, so eventually I paid my other handyman buddy like hey i'll pull that toilet for he's like let me do it it'll be 80 bucks or something i pulled it off and ripped a water bottle out of the thing um anywho that's where we're going though i mean and it was where we are but no the pendulum is going to swing back toward professionals when we don't have any more professionals left and that's that's actually some of what you're seeing in security you're seeing uh a a dearth of talent supposedly, quotation marks, dearth of talent. I like that you use dearth. I've well, only you. used that. I, I've used that. I've, I've heard that word a couple times used. Um, but go ahead. Because I say a uh, dearth of, there's a dearth of vendors and they're all, the customer service that they provide is mediocre at best. And there's well, a dearth of sales reps selling them. And uh, good for them, is, but it's like, you know, handoff, the handoff to customer mm -hmm. care is, is what all my people are dealing with. That's a common thing. That's, that's where you get into service industry and the way we treat people who are subordinate to us or who we review and believe are subordinate to us. But that's, that's a whole different problem. Oh, what you're experiencing right wow. now is you have. Wow. You're uh, taking responsibility. Guy. You're actually right, taking responsibility for the failure of others. I love it. How dare I? I love it. Maybe it's me. Holy crap. No, 110%. When we look <laughs> at people who are subservient to us or who we believe are at least subordinate to us and we treat them in a less than respectful manner, we create the customer service problems that we are now going through. We have created care. Mm, wow. Blown away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to security because I'm going to get sidetracked if I don't get this thought out. Yep. What we have is we don't have a talent gap. We have people who don't know how to communicate a position. Mm. When I read a position on LinkedIn, on Indeed, on come get a job at Rouse.com, whatever it is, the first things that I see are I want uh, they want me to have five years of experience. They want me to have a bachelor's degree. And they want me to have a CISSP. Oh, yeah. That's that's old news. Yeah. Right. But it's the same thing that happens everywhere else in this world. Mm -hmm. Hiring managers don't know what tech people need. Mm -hmm. Tech people don't get asked about what they're looking for. Everybody hears buzzwords. They create 
buzzwords for the ad, and then they wonder why they don't get anybody to come in. Hmm. I'm a perfect example, and I'm not trying to advertise myself here because I, I don't, I'm not that way. But I've got 10 years in IT. I've got three years in security. I've got a bachelor's degree. There is nothing in your organization I cannot do. Hmm. And I mean that legitimately. Wow. I can run risk management. I can run backup continuity and disaster recovery. Mm. I can run incident response. Mm. But because I don't have your magical qualifications that you don't understand what you're asking for, mm. I'm not qualified for your position. That is why there is a desert of talent and a plethora of jobs. So amazing that you just took responsibility for other vendors' poor customer care, but you aren't taking responsibility for your own ability to sidestep and completely blast through that stupid HR process. Oh, no, I figured out how to do that. It's, it involves hacking my resume and being so charismatic they can't deny me. <laughs> I have a different methodology. I have a different method. I don't know if it works. This is a theory. All right, this, what's your theory? Lay it on me. This is a theory, but I need enough people to be willing and bold. What's the Star Star Trek thing? Bold to go beyond? To or, boldly go where no one has gone yes, before. Yes, that is what I need. I need people right. to boldly do this. And that is <clears throat> find first the company. This sounds okay. like a Stephen Covey thing. Find first. Find first <laughs> the company that thou want to work for. <laughs> Find first the company that thou want to work for is pillar number one in this process. And then find 20 more. Minimum. Okay. I'd say 20 more. We're gonna, so you're going to first find 20 companies that you want to work for that uh, you might know have a security problem or you'd be excited to work for them, it, whatever it is, okay? Then you are going to find whoever your boss would be at that company. You're going to find them on LinkedIn, right? Okay. Then you are going to reach out to said person and completely bypass the HR process altogether. And you're going to say to that person, can I ask your advice? And that person's going to say, most likely, yes. Sure. Unless they're a total jerk. And then you have eliminated, eliminated said company from your list of 20 people that you would work for, right? Because yep. you wouldn't want a boss that you couldn't ask for advice or they couldn't mentor you or couldn't help you grow in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Right, of so course. So they're going to say, shoot, man, yeah, go. What's your advice? Hey, so... I'm very involved in the security play, blah, 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 short rapport, whatever it is, you know. And yeah. I'm just curious, like when it comes to security in your organization, what's your single biggest frustration, problem, and or concern? And now you have immediately tapped into what keeps them up at night and what their real problems are and why they need you. Because you are going to now fix what keeps them up at night. And you're saying, oh, wow. That's interesting. I have found that other people have dealt with that same situation, that it's not uncommon. And this is how I solve that problem. So I'm going to give you some, uh, here's what I think, you know, take it for what it's worth. You know, if it helps you out, great. If not, you know, no big deal. Boom, that's it. And then maybe 
just maybe that person would want you to work for them, or at least you're starting to network. You're starting to show your value within the thing. And you're showing your value to people that A, appreciate your value, people that you would want to work for to begin with, and not the people that um, I need five years of experience that don't know how to read a that don't know how to read your position because most likely that person sent, went to HR and said, Hey, we need to hire someone for this. Yep. So that's my theory. And your theory actually represents one of the classic hacking techniques in the world. That is social engineering at its core. Because mm-hmm. what you have done is you have established a report. You have gotten information. You have then utilized that information to meet a goal that you wouldn't necessarily have been able to access and meet beforehand due to barriers in place. Does that make sense? Yep. I just want someone to say- I love it. I just want someone to say, hey, Phil, I I did what you said and I got a job, thank you. And I just want to say, don't thank, I just wanted to say like, cool, it works. So It takes some boldness though. It takes some boldness. It does. It, and it also takes a salesman mentality. And that's not a shot at, at salespeople. Don't get me wrong here. Well, let me, that, let me address that. Let me address this most passionate part. This most passionate part in my entire career of my entire life here. Every single person is a salesperson. Everyone is. The doctor agreed. is a salesman. Every single person is a salesperson. Just not everyone's a slime bag that doesn't know what to do because anyone can make a sale but only care and, 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 and climb their way to the top. You'll see it anywhere, right? Anyone can climb to the top of the company but only character and integrity will keep you there. And I agree 100%. A salesperson is just someone that a good professional is another professional, right? Just like a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. A bad doctor prescribes you something without asking enough questions or finding out what your needs and, and concerns are. And we kind of were talking about this prior to the call about testosterone replacement therapy and issues. And, you know, a bad doctor is just going to say, you're getting old, man, just deal with it. Exactly. You know, a bad, a bad know, salesman is going to say, oh, just here, buy this, you'll be fine. Yeah, but put this firewall in, you're good. All you need is more internet. What we don't know is that there's all these loops inside the network and like yep. we're creating our own issues and, you know, no, faster internet's not the key here. That's not what you need, you know? Um so yeah, a good doctor is going to do a good needs assessment. They're going to listen, right? And then they are going to prescribe. And that is a good salesperson. So anyways. Um, agree with you. 100% agree. So sorry for the side again. No, you're good. The genius, I, like I think it. the genius and mushrooms are starting to kick in. They might start. The, the shrooms. The reason <laughs> the that shrooms. that was important to actually discuss is everyone is a salesman and everyone is a customer to another salesman. And that's why we actually have to own and be responsible for the treatment of other customer people. You know what right. I'm saying? It, when, I, when I hear, oh, it's our CRM system. It's our CRM theory. No, stop that. Treat other people like humans. Don't try and just make a quick buck. You're going to be a better person. You're which is a, a better really good point, which is a really good point because salespeople, it's, it's, it's really all about the other person. It's really all about them. And in tech and in technology and in security, it's really all about the end users. It's all yep. about protecting the company. Right. So when we say like, you know, and that's part of the, the boldness, right? The boldness means stepping out of your own shell for a greater good. Yep. 
So it's always hard to do something that you've never done before. It's hard to step out of your comfort zone. It's hard to do something new, but that's where the growth, that's where the growth happens, right? That's where, um, just like, you know, lifting weights, right? Like, you know, I'm sure there's probably like a thousand Arnold Schwarzenegger videos on this thing on, you know, probably didn't even pronounce his name right. And, um, <laughs> you know, where if the muscle fibers aren't really being forced, if you're not really feeling, you know, no pain, no gain, right? Right. So if there is no resistance, <clears throat> there cannot be growth. But a refrigerator magnet that says growth begins outside your comfort zone. Yes. But what helps you step outside of that comfort zone is is having a vision and a purpose and a, and a reason for doing it that's greater than yourself. <laughs> That's what, that. so if you want to get a good job in security or you want, if you're all frustrated and sitting around and complaining, A, step out of your comfort zone, have a reason that's bigger than yourself. And you've got to like stretch yourself. You need to have the recipe. And I think we just kind of prescribe some of that recipe on, on how to get a job, which I is not the old, I mean, it's to me, it's a theory. I need some people, we need some people to test this. Listeners go out and test. And remember when you get that <laughs> job, you need to send residual, residuals to me and Phil. <laughs> There's probably no residuals involved, but we'll I tell, mean, we'll we help you get hope, it, right? which is going to bring us to the next topic. But before we get to that next topic, I would like to take a break in the show and I would like to read certified Microsoft's certified technical department mail that my father <laughs> received. Okay. So this is a section of the show that we call, um, uh, uh, hackers that try to rob that successfully rob my 87 year old father. And they're out to get your parents and loved ones as well. And I am going to read to you. This is a piece of paper white. It has the Microsoft logo on the upper left-hand corner. And next to Microsoft logo in blue, it says certified technical department. <laughs> this is great. This is to my father, who's also Philip Howard Jr. That's that's right, folks. I'm, I'm a third. That I'm Philip J. Howard III. That got done to me. Dear Philip Howard, this is the official letter. <laughs> I hate the, the sad thing is I feel so bad. I'm just like, my father falls for this stuff. And I, I keep trying to tell him, dad, stop. But, but he has dementia. So he doesn't remember that we tell him to stop doing this. Dear Philip Howard, this is the official letter from the security department to inform you that, comma, we've monitoring from last couple of weeks, your computer sending some warning signals to our server period. That is word for word. That's with an apostrophe S. That's mean someone from out of United States sending viruses and trying to hack your computer, period. Basically, comma, they will get your information and misuse them to do cyber crimes from your computer. If they do anything wrong, then the computer owners get in trouble. No, if they do anything wrong, then the computer owners get into a trouble for that, period. Ooh, a trouble. <laughs> At least it's not many troubles. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is brutal. We, and then two spaces, two spaces down, we're now getting into the signature section. We find out they using your informations like email, and I use my father's email, comma, phone number. And then he gives my father's phone number, 
which we've changed. That's why he's sending the letter because he can't call my father anymore. So because he can't call my father, he sends him a letter and then tells him to call from the Microsoft certified department. Okay. Current home address. He lists his home address. Social security number XXX-XXX-the last four of his security of social security because he was able to get that. And then his date of birth. He lists his date of birth. So now the person reading this letter is like, oh my gosh, this is real. Bank or credit card informations, apostrophe S, and your computer IP address, etc. We are from the security team, comma, our job is to protect you. So we tried to stop them, but we are unable to do it from here. Please give us a call immediately to stop them and secure your computer and your informations, apostrophe S. For your safety, call us at, we should all call him. <laughs> we should all call him. For your safety, everybody that's listening to the show, please call the Microsoft Certified Technical Department at plus one, three six zero five one five seven nine six three. Or we have option number two. It's not a one eight hundred number, of course. Two oh two six five seven six five oh one. Please, everybody. Make many calls. Thank you, technical team. And that complete completes this portion of the show, letters that get sent to 87-year-old Phil's dad and other people in the world. What's funny is that it comes from the Microsoft certified technical department, but on the front of the elef- on the front of the envelope is USPS first class package is the return address, which do you think the return address is Microsoft Certified Technical Department? No. The return address is MicroStore Online, Arlington, Texas, which I'm not going to list it because you know what? That poor sucker that he's using for the return address is another old guy that he's using. This guy actually got my father to go down to the bank, open up a bank account after my father said, um, he, he, my, my son said, I, I shouldn't talk to you anymore. He did remember one time. And the guy said, okay, no problem. I get it. You know, Dr. Howard, would you like to make some money? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is like, come on. Why are you serious? Dad, what's wrong with you? You know, this is, uh, so it, he actually got my dad to go down to the bank, open up a business bank account, provide him the routing number and account number and said, doc, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to like, we're a computer department. We sell online um, uh, thumb drives for $75 for a four meg thumb drive. Uh, we sell real cheap crap and mark it up. <laughs> he didn't tell him any of that. And uh, I really just need you to take the money that goes into the bank account and, and like PayPal it to me here or whatever the heck it was, Western Union, and you're going to get to keep $500 a month. I stopped that one. Oh, what could have gone wrong? Money laundering. You know, no big, no big. <laughs> I want you to exchange it into Bitcoin. And that's just the beginning of the story. If we had did this every month, the, the month prior would have been the, the Google Play scratch off cards that, you know, yep. my daughter's sick and can you send them to her in the mail or something, whatever it is. It's amazing. And these are all, okay, so these are all targeted at people who either 
and I'm not saying uneducated by way of not intelligent, but they don't know computers. You and I know computers. We don't get caught by this stuff, but we might get caught by something else. Yeah. The whole deal is a lack of generalized education toward just general topics. Here's I mean, what we could get caught with. We could get caught with <laughs> the monthly, you've got to change your password and someone completely scraped the HTML code perfectly. And yep. you know that in, in like a dual factor, like, you know, they catch us with actually the systems that we are using and are supposed to be using and doing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't really double, triple check, you could do something quickly without thinking. I'm that's, trying to remember the last time where, I almost got caught. It almost, I almost got caught once. It was really good. The last one that got me was a, a training email. Uh, I had been with the company I'm at now for like three months, four months, uh-huh. and we were super busy. And you know, they said, "Hey, we have this this company we partner with. They're going to send out emails." And I was in a hurry, and I didn't read it. And it was, it was something about like a profile or something or other. And there was an extra in in the email address that I didn't catch. And I was like, "Oh, good. So now I have to go through training again because I wouldn't slow down." LinkedInNN.com. Exactly. Something like that. It was one of those, I got caught by that. Double L LinkedIn.com. Yeah. Your profile. Click here to reset your password. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are fantastic though, because people don't slow down. And that's, you know, that's what I mean when I said 80% of this job shouldn't be tech. Tech is important to this job, but you need, people need to understand that they got to take 30 seconds to go, why is the CEO asking me for iTunes gift cards? Yeah, yeah. It, it, and that's the obvious one, but it, it also full circle though, to come back to what we were talking at the beginning of the show, it comes back to not thinking you're superior and speaking down to people because yep. the reason why there's it's so easy is because it's the 80-20 rule. So anyone... I know p- hackers don't like calling hacking or any thieves. We'll call them thieves. Cyber, That's a good term. cyber thieves, criminals. Cyber. Uh, what's better? What's a funnier word for thief? Anyway, it's got to be crazy. Yeah, some you know whatever it is. These guys, it's easier to prey on employees that are disgruntled. Oh, so if you speak down to your people and and you know. At the end of the day, like the employees think this is the company's computer. I don't care. Like this is like, you know, whatever. They don't pay me enough to give a crap about all this stuff, you know. And besides, he just talks on me anyway. I don't care. Whatever. So I got a story to tell you real quick. Speaking of that, um, the college I went to to get my degree, one of the classes we had to take was an accounting class. Principles, fundamentals, whatever you want to call it, is accounting basics, essentially. And I'm in there. I, right. No, I, I get why it's necessary. Um, when they started writing in different colors, I was lost. I was like, but it says subtraction. Why am I not? I don't, what are you doing? So I'm in there with uh, a couple more security people and we talk kind of outside of everybody. And we're trying to figure out what we're doing in this class. And a weekend, no lie, we get into this discussion where it is the top three reasons or the top three motivations that a person in a company would steal. Mm. One of them is uh, you don't feel like you're properly compensated for your position. Mm. 
And I'm going to go ahead and hopefully I'm not going into business for myself doing this, but shout out to every company out there who actually pays their employees what they should, because yep. you are doing everything you can to help your employees not become these people. Mm. Because number one on the list is, man, I'm not, I'm getting paid 20,000 less than my average salary. Mm -hmm. So what does it matter if I use my laptop, my company laptop for personal purposes? What does it mean if I grab an extra case of pens when I don't need to, or whatever the case may be? One Watch a two. YouTube video, whatever. Exactly. One leads to two, two leads to 10. Next thing you know, you're like, you know, I got this petty cash fund and I really need a new suit or whatever the case may be. So paying your people is a top priority. I understand everybody's trying to meet a bottom line, but if you don't, you're going to breed discontent. Same thing if you don't do performance reviews. If people don't know where they stand in your company, man, yeah, I don't matter to you. I'm is that point number machine. two? Is that point number two? The three reasons? Yes and no. Or, okay. okay. Uh, the second one is, one second. My brain just kind of jumped to track. I think um, it, it probably has something to do with like setting expectations or maybe something like if you, not if knowing you what your job like, is, like not having a yes. clear job description or, you know, something, I don't know. Not if feeling, you don't have, if you don't have defined expectations and defined parameters that you're in, then that also breeds that discontent that breeds that I'm owed extra feeling. Hmm. Uh, the third one is opportunity. If you give somebody opportunity without putting boundaries around it, you're going to create a situation where, and I'm not saying natural temptation is a thing for everybody, but I'm saying that if you create the opportunity sooner or later, someone is going to take that opportunity without checks and balances, without, um, in the security industry, we have things like mandatory vacations mm -hmm. so that no one has all the access. We have separation of duty. Mm. We have, um, in the financial industry, you have, it takes two signatures to write a check over $10,000 or whatever the case may be. Mm. You have to create situations where one person does not have all the control, where one person does not have all of the motive and where one person does not have all of the opportunity. Well, that's a good, you know, that brings up a good point, which is security policy. Um, what are, what, what do you think are like, I don't know, the top three or top five things that someone should have on their security policy that you might not, that they might not normally have on, or just what are the top five right now? Because anyone listening out there that doesn't have these top five things on a policy, a written policy that we can deliver to HR, that HR can deliver to everybody else and everyone can sign it and not even think about it. But what are the top five <laughs> You know, what are the five, are there, is, is there an easy five policies that we should throw out there that would just make, There's, break your, yes. your security department right there and make your yes. life easy? Uh, number one is you need to have a password policy. Mm. It needs to be a, a complex password policy. And I'm not going to get into specifics because every company is going to be different, but I personally require 16 characters mix of upper and lower symbol and number. Mm. I prefer if you use a password manager, but the companies get twitchy about that. Uh, number two is there has to be separation of duty or responsibility. No one person can hold the keys to the kingdom. That's like, yeah. 
there's some people that are just sitting back in like a cave somewhere with the keys to the network. Oh, yeah. There's somebody's <laughs> in their mom's basement still. Separation. Um, of, well, no, I've run into some like old school IT guys and like a big, massive, I don't need to be specific, healthcare facility with 360 locations and one network mm-hmm. guy that's like, you're not touching my network. My oh, yeah. network? Mine? Yeah. Like, you know, like he's been there for years. Like he's like, you know, like building a wall around his job. That's like, you know, and if he left, it would be like, oh my gosh, what do we do? How do we? The greatest phrase, go ahead. Well, it just reminds me of like that meme of like the the Jurassic Park meme where they're like, you know, spared no expense, hired one IT guy. Yeah, that's it right there. (laughs) I I love it. Because IT is a cost center. (laughs) Yeah, you know, spares no expense, hires one IT guy. Boggles my mind. The phrase that, that always sticks with me is anybody who is a single point of responsibility mm-hmm. is also a single point of leverage. And that leverage can be anything. It can be anything from you got one janitor who has all the keys to your building. Mm-hmm. All right. Then if I want into your building, I just got to take care of him and steal his keys. If your CEO is the only one who can write a check, then all I got to do is leverage him and I can get him write any check I want. Mm. So all that right. brings us so, to the third thing. Third do, thing is multi-factor authentication. <laughs> yes. Make it policy right now. Turn this if off. You, I hate it. Don't you realize I'm the guy that writes everyone's paycheck here? Turn it off. I don't care. And um, that can is, I get a new job, please? <laughs> yeah. Uh, number one, I don't care. Number two, I'm going to be going now because you need some like anger management. Uh, what was that? Three? Let me think. Don't you know who I am? I'm Man, better than you. That kills me. And that goes back to that whole insubordination and all that kind of good stuff. Or not insubordination, but uh, subordinate human beings and treating them like humans. The moment we stop doing that, we are creating friction. And eventually something's going to go boom. I've I've literally sat across from a boardroom table and had people leave a room for a second. And I'm sitting there with the one other person, a vein popping out of their head, banging the table, saying, I am the best. Do you think you're better than me? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I've literally had oh someone. Oh my God. I've literally, I'm going to have to stand away from the mic for a second because this is how loud he was. Like literally banging the table like, I am the best. Do you think you're better than me? Do you? No. I was like, whoa. I am, is this real? Like this is really happening. Like, I'm, like in my head, I'm like laughing. In my head, I'm laughing. Like, I'm like, wow, like this is like real life. Boggles my mind, man. Like I can't even imagine. life. No, just, just no. He, have a tranquilizer. I'm going to need you to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care which one. Pick three flavors. You need something and it needs to happen this soon. This is real, man. This stuff is like, I've seen some crazy stuff when you get, when you get kind of like, that's why I like corporate America. I, 
I, I love just doing what I'm doing and being free. Like I don't like answering to another man. Uh, I will do it if I really like the person mm-hmm. and I support their cause and I want to see them win. Like I'm not, I'm like the leader that doesn't want to be a leader. So sometimes I get pushed into things and I don't want to be, I'm like, look, I'm a, I'm just, you know, what do they say? Not too many, Indi- too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Like I am, I am like, I love taking orders for the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of those people are not people I want to take orders from. So that's why I'm here. So anyways, sounds, de- watching, sounds depressing and dark. No, it's it not. doesn't actually. <laughs> uh, I was watching the, the new Lord of the Rings show on Amazon last night. Wait, before you get totally before you get totally sidetracked again on fifth on Lord of the Rings and all kinds of other things, is there two other points to our five list, or do we want to just stop at the top three? Which well, is let's complete- stop at the top three because those are actually pretty good. I could go five. Okay, let's just do this. Complex password policy, uh, separation of responsibilities, responsibilities, multi-factor is. Actually, we got to do a couple more. more because I think most people are going to have more. password policy. Most people, number two, they might not have separation of responsibilities. They might need some work on that. Multi-factors, like if you don't have that, you're, that's just, you better you'd have be, that. You'd be shocked. Okay. You're right. It's true. I, I can give you 10 companies right now that have eight character password maximums, not minimums, maximums. <sighs> Because they're on outdated legacy systems. So number four in your in your your policies is, and I don't even know how to word this, and I'm a policy guy. Uh, understand that tech upkeep has to happen. Oh yeah, uh, well, this is how we word that. Um, uh, uh, um, Upgrade prevent- cycles need to be defined. Preventative maintenance. Yes, that's a very good way of putting it. Uh, so preventative maintenance is a necessity. And I can put that in a couple of different spots. I was in, in charge of security and asset protection at Starbucks for a while. Preventative maintenance. Is that how you got the coffee addiction? Um, <laughs> I wasn't a very good student in high school. And when I got to college, I went to 7-Eleven and I had my first large coffee. And I realized- and your world changed. I know. It really did. <laughs> it really did. It really, Caffeine I was is like, amazing. I was like, why- did my parents not make me drink coffee in sixth grade and fifth grade? Like they knew I was getting bad grades, like, you know, not bad grades, but like, you know, I could have done a lot better with coffee. It's going to stunt your growth. It's now a cup of motivation. Okay. Preventative maintenance. Um, Uh, And the fifth one is actually the fifth one is performance reviews. Oh, that's because, a, that's out that that's a good one. That's one that they might ship off to HR. There is uh, if you are a company that does the wonderful SOC two audits from the AICPA every year, mm. then you have to have a mandatory review period or a, an annual performance review. But that takes it, that's taking the personality of it. Here's the thing. Here's how you want to do this. Performance reviews on steroids. We need to add on steroids, on steroids, on steroids to everything. Okay. 
performance well, I mean, reviews, do, but- performance reviews on testosterone and human growth hormone, human growth hormone, human growth. And the reason human growth, human growth the word, the word human growth is in there. And if you actually, when I say on steroids, I mean like not once a quarter, not once a year for your quarter raise it, not, you know, now meet with your team, have one-on-ones, have a form or some way of measuring success because people like to see measured success. People like yeah. to know I'm growing. People want to know, how do I know I'm growing? I'm a, I'm, I was never good at languages. I really want to, be, I shouldn't say that. That's negative self-talk. I'm trying to beat my own stuff. I, I am, I'm going to be good at languages. I, there's, anyways, whatever it is, how do I know that I'm progressing? How do I know? You if I'm just it, studying Right. right. But if I actually clocked the time I had, I had a, a friend, a close friend of mine. He's like, I started clocking my time. So I started doing different things when I want, because I, I, I always want to, I always love talking with the people that can speak another language fluently, like Chinese. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this guy with the accent and with the perfect thing and, and, and other Chinese people look at him like, I can't believe like this white guy is speaking perfect Chinese. I just remember this one guy speaking Chinese and ordering Chinese on the phone. And there's a difference between like, you know, knowing a little bit of a language, like, you know, como estas, you know, esta bien, and you know, diff- you know, different things like this. There's a difference between that and the breakthrough where you're speaking it, you're not thinking about or it. Or you're conversing. So when I'm asking, so I'm always asking people like, what was that? How, at what point, how did you do it? Like, where did you get, he's like, at one point I just realized like if I didn't start clocking and seeing progress, I would get frustrated and give up. So I started clocking all my time studying and all my time this, mm-hmm. so I could start to see progress. So I could start to see, oh, I put this many hours and I put this many hours in because, because there's this, you know, saying whether it's 1000 hours or, or it's 10,000 hours to master something. So you knew if, 10, it's, if, it, hours, yeah. if it's 10,000 hours to master something, I'm going to start clocking those hours so I can see progress. It's the same thing with performance reviews. It's a great point. It's very, very, and, and everyone can, I, I know from managing people in the past and on it right now, I know for a fact that enough one-on-ones are not happening and they're not no, happening they're not. with a form and they're not happening with measured results and they're not sitting down. You're not asking people, what gets you up in the morning? What would you like to go? Where would you like to go? How can I help you get there? How can we measure those results? Mm-hmm. And how can we have a regular conversation to sit down? That person's not stealing from you. No, that and if they are, and if they in, are, they're a criminal. They're going to end up in jail. Exactly. That is, they are engaged. And if they, if you get someone engaged, then they're not going to steal from you. You are exactly correct. But it takes a manager who wants to engage their their subordinates as opposed to someone who's checking a box. I got to give you a performance review, so let's sit down and talk. Mm. That's not going to cut it. What I need you to do is I need you to call in Sally and call in Bob individually and say, all right. Where do you want to be in six months? Where do you mm. want to be in two years? Mm. Now let's figure out a plan to get you there and let's break that plan down so mm. that in two years you are there because you have gone through steps one through J or whatever the case may be. Gotcha. You uh, have to plan that with your employees. If you don't, you're going to lose it. At this point in the show, if I was really smart, I would have a commercial break and someone would be paying me to do all this stuff. Someday that could Monday, happen. Hopefully. If I, <laughs> someday maybe they say, get off the someday aisle. 
Someday I will do this. Get off someday aisle, start doing it now. Uh, we're going to use this portion of the show to talk about conspiracy theories, which uh, I love, which is very healthy. It's a very healthy way to um, live life. It's it's what causes uh, people to storm the Capitol, so to speak. I think people are like that wasn't a, you know, just so everyone knows. I am I am I am not a politically motivated person at all. I just like to press people's buttons. So like in my family, my my dad's like a, he he was like a big he was a big Trump supporter. Um, I don't know if he still is. And my sisters on the other spectrum very very liberal so i can press people's buttons like i can like i can if my sister's over at the house i can just say hey he did it i can't believe he did it he overturned the election and my sister will start losing what 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 what, what's going on and i'm like i'm just kidding um so anyways conspiracy theories um are they true in the security world? So here's a conspiracy theory. I got, I'm on this, on this. Um, um, I think I told you last time, Patriot email list. Um, yes. And I'm on it because they just sell cool stuff. Like, like uh, I've got this um, multi-unit hammer hatchet thing that I got, you know, that was marked down to $7 for 60 bucks. I, I buy all the scrap off this list. I've got the the survival watch that can go underwater that has a compass and uh, it also has like a flint on it so I can start a fire. But a lot of the emails that I get are these one conspiracy email I got is right up your alley in security. It said, are basically, are you ready for Armageddon? Because the, and it's not going to be nuclear warfare. It's not going to be this. It's going to be Russian hackers and they are going to shut the power off across the United States and you better be ready for it. Start button. And then comes the, you can buy your rations here for a discounted price of this. And you can, I'm like, oh man, here it comes. Armageddon, hackers are going to shut down the electricity. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Uh, And the reason it's possible is- And then they have a video of you speaking like, yes, absolutely possible. Go ahead. And somebody's going to grab that as a soundbite and my career is going to be effectively over. So that's cool. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, No, (laughs) it it is possible. And here's how I know it's possible. George Institute of Technology is uh, a fantastic engineering program. They have a lot of smart people that come out of tech. Tech built a master's of cybersecurity directly aimed at infrastructure support and power grid support and things of that nature. So you don't have universities, and I use them as an example because I happen to apply to one of their other programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have universities who are building things like that if it's not a possibility. Okay, number mm-hmm. two, it's a possibility because we like things being networked together. Mm-hmm. We are all a big fan of, man, I'm sitting here in my house in Atlanta, but I work for Massachusetts Power Company. So I'm just going to remote in. I'm going to check the levels and make sure the grid is healthy and it's all good. Mm -hmm. Okay. But before you really think that that's the only way that that happens, vulnerabilities exist even in air gap systems. I'll tell you a story about that in just a second about something that happened in Iran. Um, Power grids and power supplies and utilities are all vulnerable. Look at the colonial pipeline issue in Georgia last year. Mm. They got hit by ransomware. They had to shut half their plant down. Mm. 
All right. So yeah, it, it's possible. Not only is it possible, it can in theory happen soon. I don't work for a power <clears> company. I don't know what kind of controls they have in place. So I'm not going to take you steps on how it can be done, but asking me if it's possible, it's likely because it happened to a, a natural gas pipeline. Mm. Uh, it happened to, so story time. Back in the early 2000s, I believe it was. All right, don't quote me on dates. So any security professionals listening who might know about this already, don't quote me on dates. This is all just coming off the top of my head. Uh, there was a situation where Iran's nuclear program that was ostensibly for energy purposes was also being used to develop nuclear weapons. This is not a shock. There are a lot of other countries that are trying to develop nuclear weapons just simply as a safeguard against someone using it on them. It's called a doomsday device or a doomsday weapon. Mm -hmm. It's not uncommon because people say, well, if you shoot it at us, ours will automatically fire at you and we're just going to kill the entire world. Mm -hmm. That creates a standoff. It's not an uncommon military tactic. So it, I'm not trying to alarm anybody by saying this. So uh, a couple of governmental entities that will go re and remain nameless because it's not been verified decided that they didn't like Iran doing this under the guise of a power program. They knew what Iran's centrifuges were running, what software, because there's not really a whole lot that runs centrifuges, right? Mm -hmm. They developed a virus based off of this particular software. Uh, it became colloquially known or nicknamed Stuxnet because of what it was and some of the stuff that was inside it. S-T-U-X-N-E-T -E for anyone listening. That, that is correct. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, thank you very much. Uh, they dropped it on a flash drive and then had someone drop that flash drive outside of one of these nuclear facilities. Human nature being what it is, and here we go back to the human psychology behind security, just so that uh, everybody out there can kind of follow along. Someone picked up this thumb drive and went, huh, I found a flash drive. I wonder what's on it. Took it inside the air-gapped nuclear facility. For those that may not know, Air gapping means that it is not connected to any network outside of that facility. Mm. There is no internet. There is no link to the outside world. I can't hack in from the United States and get into this facility. All right. There is no connection. So they grab this thumb drive. They go in, they plug it into a computer. When the computer recognizes it and reads what's on it, Stuxnet activates. Causes all their centrifuges to spin at exceedingly high rates and break themselves effectively shutting down that nuclear plant. Unbelievable. It's real. Go out and Google it. Go out and look it up on Wikipedia, whatever you want to use. Stuxnet, S-T-U-X-N-E-T. -E Not the only one. It, it will happen again. That's security issues. Breaches are going to happen. That's what people don't understand. It's not a question of if. It's a question of when and how we respond. Yeah, I say that about people's internet when they don't have a backup internet connection. It's not a matter of if this connection is going to go down. It's going to. It's a matter of when and for how long yep. and how bad it is, and then who you're going to call. It's Ghostbusters. I mean, <laughs> sorry, '80s reference. I couldn't help it. <laughs> oh, the flood! The flood of of memories. It just reminds me of the like the the. The cycle, it opens up with the psych scene of um, like the the shock, like, you know, like, what card mm -hmm. am I holding up? Wow, you got it right. 
Oh yeah. That was dude, that movie is so good. One of my absolute favorites. So no, conspiracy theories, well they say there's always a nugget of truth or a kernel of wisdom in all of them. I don't know that I can go that far because people have come up with some really weird stuff. Like I don't think that we've been replaced in the government with lizard people, but no one said that. Did someone I, say that? Oh yeah, that's a popular one. <laughs> go out on go to Reddit, go to conspiracy theories on Reddit. You'll get some interesting stuff. Mm. But uh, no, the power grid could be taken down by outside threats. I wish I could find That's this why. one from the Concerned Patriot. So if anyone wants to know, it's like it's. Let's see what is this? The the email the the email list that I'm on. I don't know how I got on it. I'm just on it. But you know how like you like unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. I don't. I do not unsubscribe from this. As wild as some of these emails are, because there's it's concernedpatriot.com. That guy. You know how they say like it's it's not. You know, you don't want to be, you want to be polarized. Like it's good to be, you know, I'm trying to think like, it's not good to be like kind of in between, you know what I mean? Like All he knows. Press is good press. Yeah. Yeah. Like concernedpatriot.com. Genius. He's got 50% at least of, you know, the United States that are going to be on his list. So Let's give him a plug. Why not? Concernpatriot.com, dissecting popular IT nerds. You helped us, you know, talk about conspiracy theories and the government shutting down. And there's truth to it. There's there's truth to it. So there's possibility coming from a concern. Coming from a concerned patriot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But I'm in the, the middle. Is, I'm in again. I'm not like I'm not one side or the other. I am. I am. Right. Con- I'm concerned. Concerned. Oh, uh, I have concerns. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, the the trick is if you can create fear without logic or education to refute it, then you're going to have people eating out of the palm of your hand. Mm. That's where. That's why security stuff like the, the letter your dad got happens. Uh, if you don't know any better. If I send you a letter that goes, yeah. we caught you. I mean, think about the emails that come out. It doesn't I even matter if there's misspellings. Exactly. It's crazy. I see them all the time. People will send me an email and go, hey, it says they turned on my camera and my laptop and saw what I was doing and saw what I was watching. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what this is talking. I mean, we've all gotten that stuff. You know how it I goes. still wonder how I get advertisements after talking about something with my wife randomly and my phone just happens to be sitting on the table. Yeah, I, I try not to think listening. about that. I do think they're listening. They're, By the way, NSA, if you listening. are listening, I am not. I, I like you guys. <laughs> if you're if you're listening, <laughs> by the way, um, good job. How do I get in on this? How do I get in on this? Not even lying. I, how do I get in on this? You know, um, we can hear a cat in the background. I can and I can see a cat in the background. Quick, throw him some like stuff on cat food. Um, throw him on this, like you know. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong, and that's that's kind of scary, actually. <laughs> it's a, I uh, concerned. I get the need. I'm I'm, for, I'm concerned. I'm a concerned. Yeah, patriot. yeah. Concerned patriot. Um, this I has get been the need for connection, but yeah, yeah. sometimes it just kind of worries me. This getting to be too much. Nah. Like they say, there's going to be like there's going to come a time where there's going to be two types of people: those that use social media, and those that do not. 
And uh, I'm in too deep already. It's too deep. It's too late for me. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Jim Smith. Thank you very much, sir. I won't let people know your real name. Uh, If you want to look up Jim Smith, all you have to do is Google Jim Smith. You will get, you will find him immediately. Oh yeah. uh, (laughs) um, If there's any, um, any one message or anything that you wanted to send to the listeners out there or anything that's that, we didn't even get to, um, um, you know, what, wakes you up in the morning and what keeps you going and what's the end game for everyone, which we're still trying to figure out, which um, we'll just, I'll just summarize it. You know, it's um, China locking down the internet. It's not cool. Um, the internet should be access. Should everyone should have access to it, right? Not just, you mm-hmm. know, people in the third world. And it shouldn't just be them feeding you advertisements of us listening to them on their cell phones. I added that in. Because I'm a concerned patriot. Um, if you had one, <laughs> I don't even know where I come up with this stuff. This is great. I wish again. Um, looking for advertisers. Anyone that would like to advertise. And concernedpatriot.com. Q. Yeah, you <laughs> There might be something there. Um, it might be. I'm gonna for at the by just so you know at the at how we sign off on this this at the um. This is how the sign-off is at the bottom of their emails. For liberty, exclamation point, in bold italics, the Concerned Patriot team. Well, you got to make sure that it's gets team. seen. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not one guy. Um, no. <laughs> okay, so anything that you would like to send out there to the ether? Yeah. Um Stop thinking that security needs to be technical. Start thinking that security needs to be a personal thing. Mm. If I'm covering my needs and you're covering your needs, then there's a whole lot less that we all have to worry about. Mm. Be kind. Treat people with respect. Mm. Once you stop creating friction in your world, then there's less things that are going to blow up. Less you got to be worried about. Wow. That's so deep. It really is. It's it's so deep. It's just you know. Here's it's it's so simple. Are you a fan of what? It is. Are you a fan of what about Bob? It's so simple. It's just so simple. Baby step on time ice knots. Um, you know, it's so simple in the fact that it's like we create our own problems. So basically, what you said is stop creating your own problems. Mm-hmm. And treat, treat people, people with respect. Treat people with respect and dignity. Yeah. I.e., if you treat humans like they're humans, and you stop putting roadblocks in your way, your world's going to open up. So simple, yet so complicated for us complex patriots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we're concerned. I have time. I'm a concern. I don't have time for that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Stop causing your own problems, and treat people with respect. And I, it's just, it's so simple. Yet, I. Why are people not doing it? Because they've got issues in their head that they're dealing with, and we're we're blaming other people. And I, I think a lot of it comes down to just taking responsibility for yourself and your own thoughts. And um, I agree with that. take take responsibility for just you know 
quitting your stinking thinking, which is, can be very hard to do because um, it just happens all the time. Um, we're all kind of socially engineered to, to move on negative thought, yeah. not positive thought. We need like little stickers everywhere we look that says like, do it on purpose, like have intention, intentionally think about what you're thinking about. Intention, have intention about what you're thinking about. Think about what you're thinking about. Think about what you say to people. Um, been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on. Phil, this has been fantastic. Days. If you get a chance, I'd love to do it again. <laughs>